Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. On this episode of the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, I'm talking with new Villanova women's basketball head coach, Denise Dillon. I talk with Coach Dillon about playing for the legendary Harry Peretta back in the 90s, what it's like to be taking over now for her old coach, some memories about games against UConn during her playing days, and more. And now for my conversation with Denise Dillon. I love to start uh, with this question for all the coaches that come on the podcast. And that's, when did you realize you wanted to get into coaching? Yeah. Uh, well, I knew I would, um, I had planned on coaching at some level uh, since I was, I guess, high school age. I felt I really enjoyed uh, working some different camps and on doing some different things. So I knew I would uh, be involved to some extent. I was an education major here at Villanova. So I thought maybe uh, the AU circuit, high school, whatever it may have been. Uh, and I, I helped out with the local AU team. So I would go in the off season and work uh, with them. And I really enjoyed it. But it wasn't until my junior year uh, when I got injured, I had a shoulder injury where it, it really hit me, you know, sitting, watching for the first time and listening to Harry, hearing everything he was saying that I thought, oh, I actually think I'd much prefer to do it at this level if it works. So uh, that's how it all transpired, just uh, really taking the game in, learning it at, uh, in a different aspect, being sidelined and yeah. I'll try to find a way to get involved. You talked there about about playing for Coach Pareto, who, who's a legend in the game. What was the biggest lesson you took away from him in, in getting to see the way he coached that you've implemented into your own coaching style? Uh, I would say the the, the importance of um, building well rounded relationships with your players. Uh, you know, teaching uh, more about life and then the game follows like they go hand in hand. So uh, we had a great relationship when um, I played for him here and I was aware of that, like how he genuinely cared about us. And obviously you don't coach if you're not competitive. Uh, so he cer- certainly had that uh, aspect, but you don't play if you're not competitive. So that all worked out, you know, as a player and then seeing it in him as a coach. But I, I would say that was the biggest, you learn so many of the, uh, intricacies of the game from Harry because he's a, a great teacher uh, in, and so knowledgeable of the game. Uh, but uh, outside of that, really, uh, capturing it doesn't matter what you know about the game of basketball if you can't uh, get your players to buy into it and, and realize that you have their best interest at heart. Absolutely. What's it like now being able to be the head coach, not only for the school you played for, but getting the opportunity to take over for your former head coach? Yeah. I mean, it's surreal. It's uh, it really is a, a dream come true. I, I have uh, been in this business, the, the coaching since, since I graduated here, Harry's the one who got me started with offering me, a position uh, the summer after graduating and really just uh, jump-starting my career with uh, allowing me to learn from him. And uh, Coach Joe Mullaney uh, was started that year as well. So uh, you're learning from experienced uh, coaches from the beginning. 
And then when the opportunity opened at Drexel, uh, I realized if, if this is something I'm going to do, make a career of, I have to see uh, if I, I'm good at, uh, at this level. So, uh, you know, went down there and then continued to, we're still in the Philadelphia area and, uh, you know, continued to have the conversations with Harry over the years about the game and, uh, just life in general. Um, and for it to come full circle for me to return, uh, after him, uh, retiring it's amazing it it really is i've got to ask because we we see we see it a lot up here at uconn with uh gino and some of his former players who have gone on to become head coaches what's it like uh getting to getting uh you know as your time at drexel getting to match up against coach peretta and and coach against your old coach what 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 was that experience like for you yeah well that's not fun at all (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i did not uh, we were very selective in the years that we scheduled uh, games against each other, you know, with us uh, at Drexel, we weren't in the big five. It was more the city six. So we had that freedom of uh, deciding whether we were going to uh, play each other or not. We ran into each other in a couple tournaments, but uh, yeah, it wasn't something. And I think Harry may say the same. You don't really want to go up against your former players, but it was, uh, it was wild how it worked out last year for us to play against each other. And, match up. And that was a request of one of our seniors at Drexel and Bailey Greenberg. She played against uh, Mary Gadeka. They were, a, they were AU teammates and played against each other in high school. So she said before she finished, she wanted to play her. So we, we set it up for that reason. And then it all, uh, yeah, for how it worked out with Harry then announcing it was his uh, final year. It was pretty wild. So yeah, not, a, not a game though. I ever, Look forward to. You, you were named the head coach here at Villanova with the quarantine in, in full effect. How, how has it been mm-hmm. like getting to know your team and, and introduce yourself to the team? I, I'm sure you're having to do a lot of Zoom calls in, in the sorts, but what's it been like uh, from your sure. doing, uh, introducing yourself during this time? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I'm very fortunate to uh, keep uh, Joe on uh, staff. That that has helped immensely. And Mimi Riley, you know, just making that transition and. Um, them being able to offer myself and uh, Michelle Baker, Mary Woolley, a lot of insight into the players and uh, Villanova itself uh, and, and what uh, is happening. Because as you mentioned, everything is via Zoom, phone calls and uh, text messages. Uh, I think it, it, it's been nice. It, initially, you know, it was nice. It, it grew a little old not being able to uh, – be on campus and get to see the the players face to face and have those interactions. Uh, but it allowed us, and I know uh, Michelle and Mary took the same approach. It's almost like recruiting, you know, just building a relationship with the, the current players and the four incoming freshmen. Uh, so just having those talks, uh, conversations on the phone and on zoom, getting allowing the other players to get to know uh, the incoming players and ourselves. So uh, it wasn't a rushed process by any means, you know, with the hiring and then us uh, being able to have a number of interactions uh, on, on Zoom. But 
Yeah, it would be nice to have some time on campus uh, with them because once August rolls around and we are allowed, it's going to be it's going to be wild for for sure. Do, do you have any early thoughts on your team heading into the coming season, or has it still been tough just trying to you know acclimate and adjust to things in this kind of new normal for right now? Yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, obviously you can watch film. We played them last year, so there was the, the scouting was done. We're familiar with uh, a lot of the players just through the actual recruiting process, watching them in the AAU and high school circuit. But it, it's tough just to see what uh, camaraderie they have or chemistry because, you know, three key players graduated. And uh, you, you can't say enough about uh, Mary Gadega. I would have loved to, an opportunity to have coached her uh, for a year, like what she brought to the table. And I, I said last year's senior class, you, you could see it uh, just following their team uh, as I do every year, you know, you watch all the local teams, but Villanova especially, um, you, you could see the younger kids really rally and and buy into the importance of the seniors having the, a, a great year. And, you know, they started a little slow early and then uh, got it going. And it was definitely because of Mary, um, Cam, and uh, uh, Bridget Hurley, who I'm excited we're keeping on board as a, a graduate assistant, but they, uh, they just did some really nice things. They were great leaders for this group, and I know uh, some big shoes to fill. Uh, so a lot of unknowns in uh, who is going to step up, uh, with the exception of Maddie Seacrest. You know, she had a tremendous year, and she's such a great talent. Uh, but we do have a, a, a lot of uh, holes to fill with uh, a returning group, a couple kids coming off um, injuries and such. So. Looking at the bigger picture of women's college basketball, how would you say the game has changed, if at all, from your playing days and even your early coaching days to the way the game is played today? Um, I I feel that the players are uh, stronger, much stronger. Um, I would even say the game is is more physical. You know, you talk about uh, it it being controlled. The officiating uh, has become more of a... I don't know if you even even say a talk about um, objective, but because everyone's always talking about officials, but just more, uh, more viewed. You know, so everyone is watching uh, more closely because you have the, the access to uh, stream every game or, you know, the TV coverage, whatever it may be. So it is seen more, but uh, on the court, the actual uh, ability athleticism uh, I think has increased. Uh, from my time of playing. Uh, I would also say, I I would have to go back and look, compare the stats, but uh, the line has changed. The three point line has changed, but I don't know if that has helped shooting percentages. So (laughs) yeah, uh, around uh, attacking the rim, the the slashers uh, that, that has increased, but uh, yeah, pure, shooting ability mid-range game I miss Uh, I'd like to see you know more players uh, commit to that mid-range it's either you're scoring a layup or you're getting a three so yeah love the mid-range game for sure one thing uh, that that I I think we've all seen over the past few years has been some more parity in the women's game Um, you know different champions the past few years Mm -hmm. from from having been at a mid-major at Drexel how, did, how were you able to see that this parity, you know, 
form almost in women's college basketball where anyone could really almost beat anyone on any given night. Yeah, well, it does. It always comes down to obviously your players you're putting out on the floor. And uh, I, I think it's the parity because the distribution, there are more players to choose from. It's not, you know, you're, you're trying, uh, there are the best that you see them separate themselves, but not just parity in, in the game itself uh, across the high school, AU and, and college ranks, you're seeing the parity within the individuals and uh, them being able to compare. So a greater pool in um, talent that you can pull from. And yeah, you see, you've seen the shift. And obviously UConn is uh, at the top year in and year out, uh, but with you know, Notre Dame getting in there and, and uh, Baylor, uh, last year, South Carolina, I think, was the biggest change, like showing, okay, Mississippi State, another. I could go on naming some of these schools that have come into the equation and with South Carolina uh, winning that national championship. So it has mixed it up where players are looking uh, at, at a number of different universities as opposed to uh, staying with the same uh, one or two. One thing, uh, you know, similar to UConn, you know, being in the Big East previously, now now coming back, and the same from your perspective, and having been in the mm-hmm. Big East, and coming back to a, a newer Big East with a bit of a different look to it, how excited are you to be coaching in this conference? Oh, I, I'm extremely excited. I mean, I know uh, I've followed Big East basketball uh, my entire basketball career, uh, starting in grade school because of Villanova and um, yeah, playing in it and seeing uh, it transform. You know, it was while I was here, it was when Rutgers and West Virginia joined and, and just seeing some of the changes as a player and following it again uh, with, with some of them breaking off, but still holding true to it being a basketball conference uh, is, is tremendous and to be a part of it. And then having UConn come back, I remember talking to Tanya last year when the Tanya Cardoza over at Temple, when the announcement was made and uh, she was sad to see them go. Now they didn't lose an American game in the American uh, UConn, but they, uh, they certainly draw the attention and uh, that's something we're, we're excited about. You know, everyone, Talks. If, if you want to be the best, you got to play the best. And uh, you know, when you're talking women's basketball, UConn is uh, the first school that comes to mind. I'll get you out of here on this one. You got to play against some of those early UConn teams as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, under Gino when when he started to win his first championship. What was it like getting up to go up against those earlier teams? And are you looking forward to getting to go up against Gino again? <laughs> Yeah, well, I need a. I would like to have our, our team around and do some preparation. I'm going to need some uh, plenty of practice times and film sessions to get myself prepared uh, for a game like them. But yeah, going against them uh, when you're a player, there's always that excitement. Uh, now, as a, a coach, it's a little bit of a different level of uh, anxiety, but. Uh, yeah, it, just going up to stores, I, you know, I can remember it uh, well and walking in there and uh, going against Lobo and Rosati. Uh, it, it was, I think my junior year was, they won the 95, I guess they won that, the national championship. So 
you know, we laughed about, we're like, oh, well, we finished second or third. We weren't far behind the national champions. So in, in the league, not in the nation. So yeah, you always have, everybody has a story uh, when it comes to UConn. So returning, it, it's interesting uh, the way I said, it's only fitting, of course, uh, would be my first year here. Why wouldn't UConn be back? So uh, you have no choice but to to just be thrown in the fire. Uh, and I'll follow uh, the girls' excitement about uh, playing them. So we'll, we'll get them prepared. We'll do everything we can, go up against the giant. Oh, absolutely. And, Coach, we're, we're looking forward to, to getting these UConn-Villanova games uh, back on the schedule regularly now and, oh, yeah. and be in conference games. So, Coach, I uh, really appreciate the time, and uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Jared. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.